a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Hello everyone, this is Friday, July 20th edition of Living Life. I don't know about you, but um, more and more I get older, I just don't like being alone. Um, I don't like eating alone. Um, I don't like hanging out alone. <laughs> I love being around people. You know, although there's times when I do need my alone time, um, I usually love people around me and I love doing things together, especially um, even in ministry. Uh, ministry can become very lonely at times and uh, whether I am ministering or preaching or whether I am um, planning out the, the annual calendar of our church, I always like doing it together with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, although there are times in ministry where I have to do things alone, like for example, even sermon prep, oftentimes I am alone. Uh, there are many times when God allows good brothers and sisters to come alongside you to do the work of the gospel together. And that is exactly what's going on. Paul is going from place to place. Oftentimes he is very alone, but just recently uh, in our text, God has sent a couple people along his way to really encourage him, um, strengthen him, and to have company. Let's look at the story today. Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. So I see um, there's a lot of things that are going on here. Paul is going to different places. He's going to temples. He's going to... Um, even marketplaces. Uh, he is going to Jewish establishments. He's going to many places and preaching the gospel. And right before this, um, when he is uh, in Athens, he's doing the majority of the work by himself. Now, could you imagine how challenging that could be? Just, man, I, I could, uh, I have, I feel for Paul, you know? I feel for Paul. Uh, do, do you know any uh, missionaries or you know some pastors who are off in a foreign place where they're just doing work by themselves? 
Isn't it kind of pursangye? You know, don't you feel for them? You know, but they are being faithful and they're continuously running the course that Jesus has set before them. Uh, we really do honor them. But I, I do come to realize that as we do this work for the Lord, that um, from time to time, He always brings supporters. Uh, I just recently went to support a pastor in Baja, Mexico, in a very small town in Baja, Mexico. And every time we come, three times a year, he's so happy because there's not a whole lot of support that he receives. Well, I know God is continuously sending supporters, and that is what's going on right now. So Paul leaves Athens, and he goes into, the, into Corinth, and he says here in verse 2, There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Because Claudius has ordered all Jews to leave Rome, Paul went to see them. And if you go on... Um, you know, the next few episodes, you will see that Aquila and Priscilla are uh, true Christians that are that know the gospel. And here it continues on verse three says, and because he was a tent maker as they were. So Paul, you guys all know that Paul did not only, um, you know, do the ministry, uh, but he also did tent making on the side to support himself and it appears that Aquila and Priscilla were also tent makers uh, it says that in the in verse 3 that he stayed and worked among them though so they worked together they were in the same place together and working together now could you imagine um, the kind of camaraderie the kind of fellowship the kind of growth that is going on here um, as they are fellowshipping together and thinking about what God is doing and sharing uh, their lives and sharing the gospel together. I, I really believe what's going on here is that Paul is having an opportunity to disciple, to disciple Aquila and Priscilla as he is living. I mean, what, this is one of the most amazing ways that we can actually disciple someone is actually if we live with them as Jesus lived with his disciples, right? For three years, he slept, you know, next to them. He ate with them. He taught them. He did minister next to them. And in the same way, we see that um, Paul is slowly forming disciples. How great is that? How wonderful is that? And I, I really think that this wonderful work, this wonderful divine work continues through discipleship. Discipleship is really key when we want to continue this divine work of the gospel. And in that discipleship, there is equipping. In that discipleship, there is training. And we see a lot of wonderful things that could have happened as Paul is living with Priscilla and um, Aquila. So we see this, um, you know, constantly, um, you know, working through. And then uh, when we see uh, Paul, he continues on then as he is discipling them to not tent make. But it says in verse five, when Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia. Now, there's another set of people um, that comes to support uh, Paul. Paul then at that time 
devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. So when another set of support came, maybe they came with financial support, maybe they came with things that Paul needed for him to live on. He then said, okay, I no longer need to do this tent making thing. I have enough supplies. I have enough things that I need to exclusively do the work of the gospel. And so Paul is now transitioning himself full time into the gospel. There's a few things that I wanted to highlight. First thing, whether we are working uh, full time, half time or whatever, we're always preaching the gospel. Okay? Just because we work does not give us an excuse or a card not to preach the gospel. It is absolutely crucial that we understand that it's not the pa only the pastors, it's not only the people who are paid in the ministry that are responsible for sharing the gospel. We, uh, anyone you know, who is working, we are still responsible, just like as Paul did, he was a tent maker, we are responsible to share the gospel wherever we're at. That's number one. Number two thing that I do want to share is that in the midst of preaching the gospel, we are always um, looking to see who are our partners, where we can disciple one another. If we are lacking, then we need to be working with someone who is seasoned. If we are seasoned, then we need to be taking disciples under us to really help them so that we can all work together, to grow together, to do our utmost in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So lastly, I wanted to highlight as we close the fact that this ongoing work of evangelism, this ongoing work of the gospel continues with discipleship. So um, right now, as some of you guys are thinking, if you guys are, are seasoned, you guys are seasoned ministers or pastors or leaders, I would like for you to consider bringing someone who is a little bit younger uh, in the faith, younger in the gospel, or does, does, uh, lacks a little bit of missions experience. Take them to the mission field along with you. I think the, there's this idea or the notion that you have to be mature to go to missions. No, I don't, I, I don't believe that. I believe that there needs to be training and you could be that person who trains. For some of you guys who are listening who feels ill-equipped, uh, why don't you ask you know, one of the leaders or, or shadow someone, shadow a pastor, go over there and observe and learn and take notes so that you could um, actually be better equipped um, to be a person who does your utmost in sharing the gospel. So with that, I would like to pray for you guys today. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to share the gospel. I know, Lord, that in doing so, one of the uh, major components of that is discipleship. We pray, Lord, that you would continue to disciple us, Lord, and that we would continue to also desire to disciple others um, who need to learn and who need to really be equipped to be the best that we can be in giving the gospel to different nations, to different people, to, our, to people who are around us. So we pray your blessings upon us that we would be faithful ministers of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul Lichia Pardo and Stepping in Rosa CG